can run, but you can't hide. It's far too late for that. Welcome to the dark side, where the night never ends. As Fangoria presents Dreadtime Stories with your host, Malcolm McDowell. I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Greetings, adventurers. Today, we're excited to introduce you to a new story, Dark Dice, a horror podcast that blurs the line between actual play and audio drama, where the story is determined by the roll of the dice. Six adventurers embark on a journey into the ruinous domain of the Nameless God. They will never be the same again. One of the players is not what they seem after a doppelganger, a creature that can assume the form and voice of whatever it kills, infiltrates the team. As the players are picked off and replaced one at a time, can they figure out who the monster is before it's too late? Can you? Here's a quick example of what our show sounds like. The, uh, shambler with the jar of liquid inside of him. Soren Arkwright let loose an arrow that cracked the glass, passing through the spine of the creature. The Shambler still managed to maintain its forward momentum, but stumbled as it eagerly tried to bite and swipe at Soren, landing near his feet. As Jeff Goldblum has now joined our cast, Dark Dice is available however you listen to podcasts. Millions of years ago, The planet Earth was a simple globe of rock, surrounded by green seas. Life as we know it was a suggestion. But at a certain point along the shores of ancient oceans, waves upon the beach allowed a new form of life to emerge from the warm green water. A simple fungus that would spread across the planet and create a soft carpet of mold across the continents. As the first occupants of terra firma, they would reluctantly surrender their domain to plants, insects, and animals. But their surrender was not without a price. It's a debt about to be repaid with great interest by all of the animals on Earth, including you. Hello, sir. Hello, ma'am. How can we help you today? Money. We want the money. Yes, sir. Uh, Now, do you have a checking or a savings account with us? We have to get the money and bring it to him. Right. Um, Now, if you could just show me some ID, I'd be happy to look up your account. The money. You must give us the money. Okay, sir, please don't shoot. You can... You can have the money. It's our policy. No resistance. Here. And, um... uh, Here. That's all I have. It's everything in my drawer. Uh, Unless you want the coins, too? He wants all the money. Fine. That's fine. Here. Um... Here's all the coins in a bag. It's, It's heavy, but, well... That's all the money. He wants 
The oh, oh my god! So, what do we have here? White female, mid-30s, dead. Had a male partner, white male, mid-50s. Told the teller to give them the money. And the guy put out a gun. Teller gave him the money, and the woman just collapsed and died. The guy walked out the front door and down the street. Down the street? You mean he didn't have a getaway car, he just walked down the street? That's what we're hearing. He might have had another accomplice, but the reports we have so far is he just walked down the street. All right, let me get this straight. A guy walks into a bank, he's slurring and stupid, talks like an idiot. Then he walks out of the bank with a few thousand in one hand and a gun in the other, and no one knows where he is? Come on. Computer-aided dispatch, geographic information systems, closed-circuit TV on every light pole in the city, and we lost him? He wasn't exhibiting the usual behavior. He wasn't nervous, didn't run, and didn't try to hide. He's walking down the street with a gun in one hand and a few thousand bucks in the other. Tell me that's hard to miss. We've got an APB on him, armed and dangerous. No word yet. We gotta find this guy. Yeah, well, based on what's coming across the dispatch, he's not the only one. Accomplices? No, totally unrelated to all this. Seems a guy walked into an acupuncturist's office, walked up to the doctor and shot him twice in the chest. Other folks in the reception area said he stumbled out, dropped the gun on the floor, and simply walked down the street. Well, at least he dropped the gun. What do we got here, crystal meth, downers, drunks? I haven't seen this level of violent crime around here since the 30s. Yeah, well, it gets better. Got an arson at a warehouse down on 6th Street. Same M.O. A woman stumbles in, mumbles, starts pouring gas all over the place, and lights a match. She walks out in flames and didn't even blink. I heard she's still burning in the middle of the street. And what about this one on the floor? Any ID? Yeah. Been living in the community all her life. No arrests, no convictions. Not even a traffic ticket. Single mom, two kids. Worked at a local hardware store. Doesn't make any sense. Yeah, well, looks like she's got a boyfriend. What was her condition when she walked in here? Same. Seemed to be under the influence of something. Slurred speech, out of it. Oh. What the f Okay, everyone back. She must have fractured her skull. It's splitting open. It must be a massive hemorrhage. Get out of here. What the hell is that coming out of her skull? Okay, everyone back. Back off. Stand back. It's growing. It looks like a snake. This doesn't make any sense. What is that thing? I think it stopped. Wait. There's a bulb growing in the middle of that thing. Everyone back. Get back! Is it over? Did, did it stop growing? You tell me. Ha ha ha. Well, we could all tell him something, couldn't we? But then, what would our detective friend have left to detect? There's something very strange happening here, and it's about to become a bit more ominous. But you have nothing to fear. Just sit back, breathe deep, and if you notice a slight ringing in your ears, an itch under your scalp, and an urge to sneeze, have no worries. For this is only the beginning of your Dread Time story. Fangoria's Dreadtime stories will continue in a moment. Now, back to Fangoria's Dreadtime stories and A Fungus Among Us. All right, everyone, listen up. Quiet. Quiet. Okay. I've called all officers in, including off-duty, and my apologies to those of you on vacation. We have a situation, people. To date, nine people have died suddenly after exhibiting unusual, if not peculiar, behavior. They all appear to be under the influence of some controlled substance. Mumbling, stumbling, and talking like they just learned how to speak English. They behave in a sociopathic manner rob, kill, and commit crimes indiscriminately and without fear. And then they die. Of note is a curious anomaly. 
After they die, their heads crack open and a long tubular growth about five feet in length and about two inches thick emerges from their brains. Believe me, if you see this, some of you won't be laughing. After this thing stops growing, it balloons out towards the top into something about the size of a grapefruit. We've contacted the Center for Disease Control and we're expecting the CDC here later this evening. In the meantime, we've got killers on the street. Detective Brown has been on this case from the first incident. Brown, what do we know? All of the individuals have no connection to any gangs, drugs, or crime in any way, shape, or form. They all appear to be normal folks from around the county. Moms, dads, high school football coach, local car salesman. They seem to have no connection to each other except for this condition that seems to drive them all crazy commit violent crimes, die, and then split their heads open and sprout this thing out of their skulls. Does Homeland Security know about this? I mean, this sounds like terrorist stuff. We've got more experts showing up in the next few days than we know what to do with. Their only advice so far is to keep the bodies quarantined in the morgue and try to identify people exhibiting strange behavior. That would include about half the county. (laughs) And now if we're done with the jokes, Let's see if we can do our job and put a stop to this. Sheriff? What is it, Brown? This is Angela Decker from the crime lab. I think you ought to hear what she has to say. What do you got, Angela? Fungus. Say again? Fungus. That's what's coming out of their heads. A fungus. Does the CDC know this? I sent them a text the minute I figured it out. I haven't received a reply. What kind of fungus are we talking about here? Sounds like something from another planet. Actually, based on my preliminary tests, this is very much a fungus common to the planet Earth. It doesn't look like anything I've seen before. Neither have I. But there's someone who might be able to help. Outside of town, there's a professor from the university who's actually somewhat of an expert on the subject. So what are you two waiting for? Go find this guy and see if he can give us a clue until the CDC gets here. Moles, spores, and fungus. Ancient, primitive, primordial. They've lived as long as life has existed on the planet. Patient, persistent, living under our feet and thriving somewhere between rotting detrius and stagnant pond scum. But it's just possible their time has come. So, turn down the house lights, sit back and relax. It's mold coming to the main stage in this Dread Time story. Where in the world are we? They're called swamps. This part of the county is full of them. I guess it's the address of choice for a guy who studies fungus. They're called mycologists. This part of the county has only one of them. Touche. You contacted this guy? Does he know we're coming? Unfortunately, he doesn't seem to have a phone, so no. This is kind of a surprise visit. You have the sample you collected? No. The CDC doesn't want it to leave quarantine. But I have the pictures from the crime scene, so I'm hoping that's good enough. Well, this must be it. This is strange. I expected a rustic wooden shack. This looks like a concrete bunker. Yeah, well, to each his own. Let's see if anybody's home and get this over with. Your folks lost? I don't think so. I'm Detective Brown from the County Sheriff's Department. This is Angela Decker from the Crime Lab. You Professor Hansen? Yes. How can I help you? Well, we have a bit of a situation. Uh, Angela, do you have those photos? Yeah, here. You ever seen anything like this? (laughs) You can't be serious. Are these pictures real? I'm afraid so. Cordyceps. Who? Cordyceps. It's a Latin word. It describes a species of fungus that affects insects. Ants, mostly. It's sometimes referred to as the zombie fungus. Oh, man, we gotta talk to you. Can we come in? Uh, sure. Watch your step. It's a little dark inside. So, interesting place you got here. How do you see where you're going? Oh, you'll get used to the low light soon enough. It helps me with my experiments. I grow molds and fungus in these terrariums you see along the walls. (laughs) Gesundheit. I'm sorry about the smell. It's a bit like mildew in a basement. You get used to it after a while, although some people are allergic. Are you okay? I'm fine. Professor Hansen, zombie fungus? What is, what is this all about? The cordyceps fungus affects ants around the world. 
particularly in jungle areas. Spores exploding from other infected ants invade their bodies and ultimately their brains, and their behavior suddenly changes. The spores are microscopic dust that burst from what can best be described as a cyst emerging from the infected ants. The newly infected ants leave their colony, uh, act erratically, and curiously seek out a place in the jungle where the fungus can survive and thrive after it has emerged from its skull. Emerged as a long, thin tube with a cyst at the end that contains millions of the dust-like spores in the shape and configuration identical to what you're showing me in these pictures. Eventually, the cyst explodes in a cloud of dust and spreads the fungus. Did you ever kick an old mushroom in the woods and see a small cloud of dust? A very effective, if not very primitive, form of reproduction. Any insect in the vicinity or most organic matter will then become a most inviting host for further growth of the fungus, assuming they're in close proximity to the dust. So this thing is contagious? Well, that's the curious part. You see, people have been eating the cordyceps fungus for more than 500 years now. It's actually considered to be an herbal medicine. In fact, look, you can buy it on the internet. Okay, one of these people in the pictures killed a man. The victim was an acupuncturist who also specialized in herbal medicine. I'm sorry to hear about the death of a fellow herbal healer, but I have to tell you there's no way that ingesting the cordyceps fungus sold as an herbal remedy would result in what you see in these pictures. People actually eat this stuff? Oh, yes. Many varieties of fungus have been proven to have very beneficial effects. Penicillin is probably the best example. You do know that penicillin is derived from a fungus, don't you? I guess I never thought of it that way. Achoo! You want to wait outside? I'm sorry, I might have to. I'm sorry, Professor. No, no, it's my place to apologize. Maybe we should all move outside. It suits me. Okay, so if this isn't a picture of the zombie fungus, what is it? Look, don't get me wrong. While many species of fungus are beneficial and actually nutritious, mushrooms are a good example. It is true that some forms are deadly. The death angel mushroom will kill you very quickly. Buddha died from eating a poisonous mushroom. The black mold that grows in basements release deadly spores that shut down your respiratory system. Achoo! Oh, that's encouraging. Oh, <laughs> you have nothing to fear. I know which forms are beneficial and which are deadly. You're simply responding to an innocent allergic reaction. However, something as simple as a bread mold could also prove deadly. But here again, eating the mold is not the problem. Inhaling the mold, especially through your nostrils, is what causes the problem. Have you ever heard of a fungus affecting people's ability to think or speak? Why, of course. Many forms of mushrooms cause hallucinations. Peyote is the best example. Well, you might want to check out the local grocery stores. Maybe someone is selling a bad batch of mushrooms. That's not a bad idea. But how would a bad batch of mushrooms cause their heads to crack open and sprout these snake-like things out of their brains? That snake-like thing, as you refer to it, is commonly called a spore. It's how a fungus reproduces itself. But I must tell you, Detective, there is no evidence that I am aware of where the cordyceps fungus has migrated from an invertebrate insect to a vertebrate animal like a human being. So what do you call these pictures, Professor? <sighs> Evidence. <gasps> Gesundheit. Maybe you should take something for that sneezing. Perhaps a herbal remedy. And then again, maybe we should think twice about what we eat or drink or breathe for that matter. That's right. It's time to head back to the police station. So hold your breath and trust me. I'll let you know when it's safe to exhale. Fangoria's Dreadtime Stories will continue in a moment. Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back. Get 15% back at hundreds of stores, and it's all happening this week, May 6th to May 13th. It's the perfect time to shop for everything on your list for spring and summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. I know I'm using this week to stock up on some warmer weather essentials at Ray-Ban and Ulta, and I love that Rakuten even helps me save on travel at sites like Hotels.com. 
Rakuten really is the best way to shop, and you can save even more by stacking cash back on top of deals. Plus, during Big Give Week, that cash back is bigger than ever. With Rakuten, membership is free, and when you sign up and shop today, you get an extra 10% cash back boost. That's an extra 10% cash back on top of the 15% cash back. You won't see higher cash back rates than these. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Hi, I'm Carl Amari. If you enjoy classic radio shows like The Shadow, Jack Benny, Gunsmoke, Dragnet, The Whistler, and Abbott and Costello, consider joining the Classic Radio Club. Each month, members receive 10 of the greatest classic radio shows of all time. As curator, the 10 shows I select will be the best sound quality and the most popular, along with a rare show sprinkled in to add to the fun. I'll also send you historical liner notes, plus photos of the radio stars. Members also receive an email each week with a link to the full five-hour Hollywood 360 radio show. The links never expire, so you can listen to Hollywood 360 whenever you'd like. The first month membership fee is only $1, with each additional month under $10. And you can cancel at any time with no obligation. By joining the Classic Radio Club, you're supporting this show, so we thank you very much. Join the Classic Radio Club at ClassicRadioClub.com. That's ClassicRadioClub.com. Now, back to Fangoria's Dreadtime Stories and A Fungus Among Us. Looks like all hell's broken loose. What's going on? We caught the guy who robbed the bank. He's in the lockup. We also have a woman in custody, a librarian. She just tried to burn down the county health department. We have to quarantine them. Where? How? We put them both in interrogation rooms for now. Duct tape the doors. We'll interrogate them over the intercom. Get them in there now. Give them some water, lock them in, and tape the doors. I'll be right up. I just got a text message. They quarantined the crime lab. Sounds like you got no place to go. Guess you're stuck with us. (sighs) Works for me. All right, let's start with our bank robber. Where do we have him? Interrogation one. Sir, can you hear me? It hurts. What hurts? How can we help? So you robbed a bank. A woman with you died. You both said you must get him the money. Who is him? He who commands us. It hurts. What hurts, sir? Your head? Does it hurt? Who is the master? Who commands it? Oh my god. Not again. This is starting to get real old real fast. I take it we leave this guy in the room with the duct tape on the door? Yeah, I guess. I don't think any of us should be going in there right now. All right, what about the woman, the librarian who tried to blow up the health department? Interrogation two. She appears to be in a little bit better shape than this guy. Anyone has to look better than this guy. Let's see if she can tell us anything before she cracks her skull and sprouts a snake. 
Hello, ma'am? My name is Detective Brown. What is your name, please? You're all going to die. Uh, we all know that, ma'am. No one lives forever. Can you tell me why you tried to burn down a building in the county complex? He told me I must, I must obey. He told me I must. Uh, Ma'am, who is he exactly? Referring to this fungus inside of her? I, I think she's so confused she simply can't understand what's happening to her. What's happening will happen to all. He has foreseen it. He leads us all. Is her head about to crack open? No, I don't think so. Not yet. She seems to be in the early stages. Does he have a name? Yes! Do you know his name? Yes! Can you tell us his name? Yes! For God's sakes, lady, what's his name? <laughs> you will be next, my dear. You will join us soon! She's starting to shake. It's happening. Her skull's about to crack open. Hey, ma'am, the name. His name. What is the name? Uh, no! No! Uh! The name! Ma'am! Who did this to you? We need a name! They don't last long. This stuff is happening all over the city. By the way, we just got a report in. That acupuncturist who got shot? He was selling this fungus you were talking about. Is that where all this started? Can't say for sure, but that guy you met out in the swamp? Hanson? Yeah, it seems he and this acupuncturist didn't exactly get along. We think they were connected somehow. Hanson? He's connected to this? I should have known something was up with that guy. But hey, look, this is all circumstantial right now, and we've got bigger problems. Officer Bradley, take Angela with you. Go pick up our professor. Angela knows the way. Ask him to come, and if he refuses, you cuff him and bring him here in custody. I think he owes us a few more answers. Choo! Oh. Come on, let's go get the mold man. Ah, the plot thickens like a festering carbuncle. The swamp awaits our arrival. But long before our good professor arrives, we have a bit of a traffic jam in our small town. The county is in chaos and it's mob rule at high noon. What's happening? Uh, it's hard to say. Everyone's shooting and most of us don't know why. Oh, by the way, we found a connection between that dead acupuncturist and your professor. Turns out they were bitter rivals, competitors selling those fungus pills. Sounds like your professor has cornered the market around here. Yeah, I got a whole bunch of new questions for that guy. We got some people picking him up. What's going on with that crowd down the street? They're all under the influence of whatever this stuff is. Their strength is incredible and they're not afraid of anything. We shoot them, they just fall down, their heads split open, and those things come out. This this situation is not improving. I've noticed. Oh, look out! Uh, this situation is definitely not improving. Uh, here comes a whole mob of them. They're carrying machetes and clubs. And they just keep coming! You're carrying a weapon? Yeah! You might want to start using it! We got some backup now. Keep firing! All right, cease fire! All right, I think that's all of them. What the hell is going on? And no one knows, except maybe one guy. We'll be talking to him soon. Keep all the officers back. We need to... This is totally messed up. I don't know how we can maintain a quarantine anymore. We're gonna have to evacuate the entire area. And how do we tell who's normal and who's infected? If they can speak in a complete sentence, they get the benefit of the doubt. Otherwise, cuff them and run. Let's get all of the officers back to the precinct. I want to have a few words with this Hanson character. 
A word to the wise. Always strive to speak in complete sentences. You never know if someone's making a decision about you. A decision that may not make a difference if a certain mycologist has his way. It's all going to hell in a handbasket out there, Brown. We're evacuating everyone. That includes you. You don't have to tell me twice. Where's Angela and Bradley? They've got our professor and I want some answers. Angela and Bradley haven't come back. I hope they didn't run into one of those mobs. The streets are in chaos. They're not back? No. And if you can get a hold of them, tell them to head over to the next county. We've established a rendezvous point. We're all out of here. This thing is spreading. We've learned a bit more about it. Before they lose their cognitive abilities, they go through a period of prolonged sneezing. If you find someone on the street sneezing, chances are good they're on their way to skull cracking. Sneezing? Yeah. One of our guys went into one of the interrogation rooms. He touched one of those snake things sticking out of the guy's head, and it exploded in a cloud of dust. He came out sneezing, and in a few hours turned into one of them. He's locked up in a cell now, poor guy. We don't know what to do for him. Sneezing. Hey, did you say something? Uh, no. Uh, look, I'm heading out to the swamp. I'll run into Angela and Bradley sooner or later and, and have a meet up at the rendezvous point. By the way, this professor might be the guy behind all this madness. Bring him with you. The CDC is going to want to interrogate him. Are they here? No. And they don't plan to come here. They say this is a hot zone. When we get over to the next county, everyone from the town is going to be quarantined. We're all at risk now. Oh, and Brown, when you find Angela and Bradley, make sure you don't come back through town. The Air Force is gonna bomb the city. Napalm, the CDC's idea. You don't wanna be here. Sneezing. Angela, Angela, Angela. Fungus and spores and mold, oh my. It sounds like an order of fried mushrooms is on the menu tonight. The Air Force is coming to town and it's going to be a hot time in the old town tonight. Unless, of course, you want to take a slow stroll through the cool dampness of a deep, dark swamp. We'll return to Fangoria's Dreadtime Stories after these words. And now, back to Fangoria's Dreadtime Stories and the conclusion to A Fungus Among Us. Angela? Bradley! You in there? Anson? Angela? <sighs> That's cute. Hanson? Where the hell are you? You creepy hermit. I can't see you in this dark dungeon you live in, but I can hear you. Angela? Is that you? Why do you pursue us? Angela? Oh, don't tell me. <gasps> Bradley! Bradley, is that you? Where's Hanson? I don't know. He's got us tied up in a couple of chairs. You got a flashlight? You too will join us. She kind of lost it right after we got here. She wasn't making a lot of sense on the ride out. I think we're gonna lose her soon. Hey, where's Hanson? I don't know. He didn't answer the door. We came in. He's at me with a stun gun. <laughs> when I came to, we were tied up to these chairs. You must obey. You cannot resist us. Untie me, man. I can't stand it in here. Yeah, yeah, I'll untie you in just a minute. Hey, man, if only I could see in the dark. 
I, uh, I think I should tell you something. You're sneezing. It's not just an allergic reaction. It's a symptom of the fungus. I'm afraid you're infected, Bradley. Brown, you can't leave me here. <laughs> you two will join us. What the hell is that? It's the Air Force. They're bombing the city. It's the only way to destroy the fungus. Or at least that's what they're telling us. Brown, we gotta get out of here. You just can't leave me and Angela here like this. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Look, do you have a flashlight in your patrol car? <laughs> yeah. It's clipped to the console next to the radio. Hurry, get us out of here. Bradley, where are you? Good God. Oh, no. Man, get me out of here. Hey, Bradley, I'm coming. Just sit real still, okay? You're surrounded by bodies, and those snake things are all around you. If they burst, the spores fill the room like dust, and we don't stand a chance. This is insanity. Get me out of this chair. Untie me first. I have something for you. Angela, I'm afraid you're gonna have to stay tied in that chair for now. It'll be over for you soon. <laughs> what? What are you waiting for? Just stay cool, man. If one of those things explodes, this place will fill with dust and that'll be the end of us. You two will... Oh! Oh! Oh no! Brown! Untie me! Get me out, please! You gotta get me out of here! Right, hold still, I'm cutting the ropes. Just don't knock any of those things. Am I loose? Yeah. Now stand up slowly, okay? Watch out. One of those things is right next to your leg. All right, that's good, man. Keep coming. You're almost clear. Good? Good? Okay. Bradley! Bradley! Wait for me! Don't head into the city! Sorry, Angela. You okay? Are you kidding? I've been sitting in that chair for hours. It was pitch dark. I had no idea I was surrounded by all those bodies and those things. Yeah, well, unfortunately, Angela is one of those things now. So what do we do? Where do we go? We're going to hook up with the survivors about 60 miles west of here. They're going to want to put you in quarantine. In fact, we're all going to end up in quarantine. But the CDC is there now, and they might be able to stop the infection from spreading. If you got it, and I, I think you do, now they might be able to save you. What about Angela? It's nothing anyone can do for her. Did you have a siphon hose in your trunk? Yeah. What do you have in mind? Gas. I'm gonna siphon it out of your car. We have to burn everything inside. Does that include Angela? She's dead, Bradley. Her body's infectious. Everything in there is a ticking bomb. Eventually the snakes explode in a cloud of dust. If you inhale the spores or come too close, you are done for. Hopefully, in your case, there'll still be time. Time, indeed. But the clock's ticking, and the small fire in the swamp seems to be the only answer. It's barbecue time in the bayou, and human shish kebabs appear to be the main course. Stand back. There's enough gas in that concrete bunker to blow the roof off. You got any matches on you? No, but I got a lighter. Sorry, Angela. You know, this probably isn't the best time to think of it, but do you have enough gas in your car to get us where we're supposed to go? I got more than enough. Look, it's almost dark. You got any idea where Hanson might be? You think he's in that burning house somewhere? If he is, good riddance. Yeah, 
I was just hoping we might get some answers. Let's get out of here. We gotta get you to a hospital fast. But how long do you think it'll take? Once we get out of the swamp and hit the blacktop, I'm going code three. I figure about an hour. I hope I get that long. Yikes. Look at that fire on the horizon. Yeah, that's what's left of the city. Crazy times, man. Wish we could have found that Hanson guy. Yeah, I was thinking of trying to track him, but I don't think we should waste any time with you starting to show symptoms. <laughs> yeah, good point. Besides, I think he's probably burning up back there with his experiments. I wonder if that's what this was all about, one of his little experiments. I wouldn't call it a little experiment, Detective Brown. What the? Grab him, Bradley! He was hiding in the back seat! Well, gentlemen, sorry to have stunned you so rudely. Handy little devices, these stun guns. One touch to the neck and people are immediately unconscious. And now that you're both calmed down, I can get back to work. Double, double toil and trouble. Fires are burning and brains are bubbles. Yes, yes, there's much work to be done. After all, how can one let a lifetime of careful cultivation go to waste? Especially when the last remains of a key ingredient is so close at hand. Bradley? Bradley? Are you okay? Oh, he's quite well, Detective Brown. He's not as quick to awaken from my little stun gun as you, but I'm so glad to see you again. Hanson, you vicious pig. Why, wait a minute. That's right, Detective Brown. I've handcuffed you to the steering wheel with your own handcuffs. Fortunately, our officer Bradley had a pair of handcuffs too, so I was able to conveniently cuff both of your hands to the wheel. Rules of the road, you know? You sick bastard! You've been behind this all along! That's correct, Detective Brown. I've been trying to cultivate the zombie fungus for almost 40 years now. And I was quite successful. At least until you came along. Now that they've bombed the city and you've set fire to my home, well, I'm sorry to say you have almost eradicated all samples of the fungus. What kind of sociopath are you? You enjoy watching people die? Actually, they very quickly become something other than people. They become very obedient slaves. If you need money, you simply tell them to go rob a bank. If you want to get rid of a business competitor, they're more than happy to do your bidding. Why, they'll even destroy all records of past misdeeds by burning down a building or two. Very convenient, really. Yeah. Till they die and their brains explode. Oh, it's just the simple life cycle of the humble fungus. Besides, as the infection spreads, I will have more people to do my bidding. Or at least, so I hoped. For a moment there, I thought all was for naught, and that the fire bombing had destroyed my life's work. Fortunately, there is still one sample of the fungus that has survived. And right now, it is incubating in the body of your friend, Officer Bradley. So you're just going to let him die and make me watch? Oh, yes. You will be watching. You will have no choice. You're handcuffed to the steering wheel. <laughs> a ringside seat to the emergence of a new world order. The Order of the Fungus. And then... After the fungus emerges from his skull, it will eventually explode into a puff of dust, which will then infect you. <laughs> How well you seem to be forgetting one thing. Your fungus looks ready to wipe out the human race, and at some point, it's going to include you as well. Actually, that's not true. You see, after a lifetime of inhaling spores of all manner of molds and fungus, I'm quite immune to the affliction. When they made me, they broke the mold. <laughs> ah, the world will be such a better place. 
Just me and a soft bed of fungal friends blanketing the earth. You know, you're not gonna get away with this. The sheriff knows, the CDC knows, you're a marked man. They'll find you, and they'll stop you. Ah, yes, you make a good point. And that's where you come in. I need you to help me. As soon as you're infected, you'll do just as I tell you. I'm going to command you to spread our friendly fungus far and wide. You will spread the dust into the ventilation shafts at the airport. You see, a detective has a badge. As an officer of the law, you will be trusted. You'll have total access to the entire airport. All you will need to do then is find the intake for the airport ventilation shafts and sit down. Sit down and die. The rest will be taken care of once our friendly snake emerges from your brain. The cyst will burst and spread the dust into the ventilation shafts. Soon, thousands of people in the airport will be infected by millions of microscopic spores, and then they will head to their airplanes. Planes taking them far and wide, all over the world. <laughs> ah, yes. You know, a few thousand people sneezing may be an annoyance, but not enough to keep them off a plane. You are certifiable, man. There's no way you are getting any help from me. You must... Obey. You too will join us. Aha! I see our friend Officer Bradley is awake now. So nice of you to join the conversation. You did this to him? Uh, yes, of course. While he was tied up before and unconscious, a small spray of my spore dust into the nostrils was all that was necessary. Your friend Angela seems to have infected herself with a simple breath when she was doing her little crime lab experiments. Quite nice of her to be so cooperative. She walked Mr. Bradley right into my little incubator. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, I think you and your friends refer to it as my bunker. You too will join us. Now, if you'll excuse me, Detective Brown, I'm going to take a short nap on a soft bed of mold in the swamp. But rest assured, I will be back very soon, and we can discuss your upcoming road trip to the airport. You are not going to get away with this, Hanson. I'm going to track you down. Have a nice evening, Detective. I'll see you in the morning after my spores have made you a little more agreeable. I'll be here, Hanson, and I'll be ready for you. Bradley, Bradley, listen to me. We can still help you. Give me the key to your handcuffs. The handcuffs, Bradley. Get them off me. I must obey. Bradley, I cut the ropes, remember? Remember when you were tied to the chair? I cut you loose, man. Give me the key. You cannot defeat us. Uh. Let me out of here. Let me the hell out of here. Ah. Ah. It looks like our Dreadtime story has a happy ending after all. Assuming, of course, that you're a fungus that prefers the dark, damp comfort of a warm, soft slime. It's a slippery trip, and we're all about to take it. So, fasten your seatbelts, put your tray tables and seat backs in the upright and locked position, and get ready for takeoff. It may just be the last trip any of us ever take. We'll return to Fangoria's Dreadtime stories after this. Every five minutes, a transplant candidate dies while waiting for a compatible heart, liver, or kidney. Imagine a technology that could provide those life-saving transplant organs for a high price, and imagine what a company would do to monopolize that technology. 
on a remote island in Lake Superior. A team of geneticists unlocks this holy grail of medicine by reverse engineering the genomes of all mammals, creating an animal with organs perfectly suitable for human transplantation. They envisioned a docile herd animal, but one team member had another, darker vision. This ancestor is anything but docile. The team's work spawns something big, something evil, something very, very hungry. Ancestor is a complete serialized fiction podcast by number one New York Times bestselling novelist Scott Sigler, with all episodes available. Binge the entire story now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. A Fungus Among Us was written for radio by Steve Newby. Heard in the cast were Brandon Eels, Frenette Lebo, Frederick Williams, David Darlow, Danny Goldring, Joby Cerny, Lisa Wolfe, Meg Thalken, Kurt Nabig, and Steve Newby. Fangoria's Dreadtime Stories with host Malcolm McDowell is a copyrighted radio feature produced and directed by Carl Amari. Executive producer, Thomas DeFeo. Associate producer, Chris Rowe. Sound design, custom Foley effects, recording, and editing are produced in the Cerny American Sound-to-Picture Theater by sound designers Craig Lee, Bob Benson, and Tim Cerny. Original music composed and conducted by Chris Alexander. Join us next time on The Dark Side, where the night never ends, for another fascinating story presented by Fangoria Magazine. Jim McCants speaking. 